Warriors. My name is Abby. I am here with what some may say the man on campus. He's been here forever. His name's Kyle. <laughs> so how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, I've been away for what, four years now. Uh, I'm doing another bachelor. Uh, I play tennis here. So good, you know, good stuff right there. Um, I'm from the Caribbean and I do music. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, your hometown. Uh, my hometown is well, it's known, from, it's known as Kingston, Kingstown, actually, to be confused with Jamaica, Kingston. Um, <laughs> it's it's really small place, uh, 110,000 people on the island. Really? Yeah. So you can imagine so what up here that would be like what a college basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really small place, it's a small town, small island. You know. So are you gonna be going back soon? No. No? Why not? No, not? Not anytime soon. It's just, I have a couple things I have to get done here before I, you know, think about going anywhere. So are you hanging out at Weber for a little bit? Well, it looks like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> for all the times I've been here, yeah, it's it looks like I'm just hanging out, you know. Good people around here, so. Yeah. I don't see why not. So you can be fully honest. So what brought you to Weber? Ooh. Well, if we're going to be completely honest, uh, I didn't even know about Weber. I was at a D2 school in West Virginia called uh, Davis and Elkins mm-hmm. uh, College. And the previous tennis coach there, his name was uh, Otis Cutshaw. And he mm-hmm. recruited me to play tennis in West Virginia. So I went there and everything. And then uh, it was just like a, a whole thing where he, he was leaving. And we didn't know until the day of, like the last day of classes really? and everything. And he's like, yeah, I was going to tell you guys sooner, but, you know, it's um, I'm going to the such. You guys have the opportunity to go with me. Now, you can look at it at, look at it as two ways. It's like a new opportunity. Yeah, is we're going somewhere. It's in Florida. It's, it's, you know, it's nice, whatever. I didn't even know the name of the college at the time. Or you can look at it as like, you know, we don't have anywhere else to go because yeah. it's the end of the year. And that is that window where you look for schools, try to get transfer going. It's, it's basically gone. Mm-hmm. So, we, we uh, a couple of my friends, uh, Matthew Alexander, uh, T, can't say his last name, Yvonne, <laughs> Bondarenko. I, I can try, but it'll just butcher it. And I don't want to <laughs> do that. It's all good. So, like, we, we all came here with him. And, and like I said, we, I remember talking to Lacey. He was like, at last, it's like May. May 16th, the day, like, some weird, random day, mm-hmm. I was talking to Lacey, and was like, yeah, and uh, she was like, yeah, well, you know, if you apply, we already have all your paperwork and everything done, so I was just like, okay, well, I mean, the plan's already in motion, Yeah. why not just follow through with it, see what happens, and, and here I am. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I know, when I first came to Weber, I accidentally passed the school. Oh, but, really? <laughs> see? Yeah. But I do love the small campus, because, I mean, I came from other junior colleges and they were a little bit bigger than that but i've always been on a small campus so, so and, I and you know everybody you I'm know everyone say, exactly as i'm about to agree with you it's uh being from a small country small island that that small close-knit culture is what we have back home so i mean it might be smaller than mm-hmm. and back home of course but you know for the most part most people that i know it's, it's that small small knit culture that you could you know everyone, you can have a good relationship with everyone, you know, and, and students and teachers alike, faculty. So it's, it's it's pretty chill. Yeah, I like the family atmosphere of Weber. And I mean, even seeing you walk around, like I've never seen you walk past someone you didn't know. So. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> I, I get that every like, every time. I'm with someone, I'm walking with anyone, they're like, 
it's hard to walk with you because you know everyone. Like, you mm-hmm. stop. It's not even like I intentionally try to stop. I just don't want to be like, I'm not going to ignore you. I know you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's weird to just walk past somewhere you know, you, you know and act like they're not there. That's, so, like, I have no problem even if that takes me damn near 20 minutes just to get to the yeah. cat from the, the cap from the classrooms you know what i mean it's 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 pretty chill it's it's nice i know what you mean i'm the same way yeah, that's like my pet peeve if i say hi to you please say hi yeah, back. exactly like <laughs> it's, it's just like common courtesy like I absolutely don't, I, I know you don't have to you don't no one ever has to do anything but you know it's just just nice you know hey yeah. well i think that makes you a good person to yeah, go exactly. out of your way you, to exactly. make someone's just, day just to say hello because you never know, like, check, like, for real, checking on your friends, you never know what's going on. You, when yeah. you say hello, you might find out what's going on in, like, just peep into their life or what's going on. It depends on the response. So, like, when I first came to the U.S., like, I travel pretty often. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've been almost everywhere, right? And it's different because traveling, I travel with my family, I travel with my mom, my, my uncles, whoever I'm traveling, I travel with someone, right? Yeah. And it's different because when you travel you by yourself, you come to, to school where things are different and, and you don't really know everyone, mm-hmm. it becomes challenging. Like you, you you don't know everyone, you don't know what things are gonna be like. You, you you go into this mindset that you're nervous and you just don't know what's going on and you might be struggling with a lot of things and just have no one to talk to. Yeah. And that's, uh, I'm, like I, said, I didn't say earlier, I'm already on, cam- on campus. And that's yeah. one of the reasons I became an RA because when I came here for college, it was different than when I was traveling. When I travel, I go, we have destinations that we go to, we, we shop and do whatever. You come for school, you come to like you come to work basically. Mm-hmm. But you're working with everyone that you know. And I'm also international. So I don't know I don't have family like, you know, Americans would have family to go back to if things are going sideways, they can go back home and talk to their people. Yeah. Me, I have to call whoever it is and, and it just experiencing that was like, this 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 is tough. Mm-hmm. This is very tough. And it's like I'm old, I'm an older I'm a, one of the older guys on campus. Yeah. Even at a, as a freshman, I was I was like 21. I was older mm-hmm. than most kids coming as a freshman. So experiencing it was like, but this is tough. I don't want to. I didn't like that experience, and then that's why I started getting to know people. Because the more people you know, the more comfortable you become in your surroundings. You just you just better yeah. off, and you you more you you're more open in a mindset basically. And yeah. You, you can think about certain things differently. You can experience things differently because. Going to the movies with friends and going to the movies by yourself is two different experiences. Yeah. The movie might be great, but if you go by yourself and you're lonely, mm-hmm. you you would not really, you would pay attention to the movie, but you won't enjoy it as much as with your friends if you can, hey, you remember that time we such and such, whatever the case yeah. is, it's, it's different. So it's the same thing here. That's why I, I know a lot of people. So the reason I became an RA is because after experiencing how different it can be by yourself and how lonely it can become, and, and and how you mentally you challenge a lot of things. I wanted to be that person. Like if you need someone to talk to, just best believe that I might be busy, but that doesn't mean you can't talk to me. I, I, I would take some time out of my day, yeah, and we can have a conversation. That, and that's why I said hello. So I, I gauge a lot of responses. So like if I say hello to somebody and I, I see their responses like lively. I mean, some people are good at masking <laughs> these things, but you yeah. know, if it's lively, my first impression, okay, I'm assuming that you're fine. But, you know, I'm going to say, you know, if you need anything, let me know. Yeah. Let's have that gentle reminder. But if you have a, not a poor, but a more under the weather response or, like, it's not you. Yeah. 
then I know like red flag, something's wrong, something's up. Yeah. So that's that's why you know I know a lot of people I stunk it because I, I know what it's like. Well, I think that's awesome that you yeah. check in on people and I. You to, man. Personally, and I'm sure I speak for everybody, you light up everybody's day on campus. I appreciate so. that. I appreciate it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of uh, following up with that. So you mentioned that you're an RA. So mm-hmm. what else do you do on campus? I know you used to work at the old Union. I, work, I, I do almost RIP those French fries. Those oh, were yeah, fire. For sure. <laughs> Look, the, whole, the whole menu was different. Like, I understand what they're doing now. It's just, it's just and it's, it's. I'm not going to knock it because everything has changed. Change comes with everything. Yeah. As time it's okay. Goes, I'm plugging Starbucks right I see here. That. We, so. we all see that. <laughs> but like over time, you know, things change. Uh, I, I've done almost everything. I work with, uh, I've been in the switchboard. I've been in the CAF working with Perk. Switchboard with Ms. Alicia. Uh, the CAF with Perk. The union mm-hmm. with Ms. Tanya. And a couple students, you know. Uh, I've not... I haven't been in maintenance, but I know the maintenance guys yeah. back then. So like Marvin and these people, I know these people. Um, Very well rounded. Yeah, I, I know Joyce. Yeah, I know Judd and Ricky. You know, like all good people. Yeah. So I've, I've been literally everywhere. I've been in. I haven't been in the training room, but I know a lot of people in the training room. Yeah. I've been in the training room pretty often. You know, big guy playing tennis, stuff, of course. I'm yeah. Really injured. <laughs> but um. Yeah, but you actually made a good point of like uh, when I had uh, G on the show. Uh, the last podcast I was with her, we were talking about how at Weber you get so many opportunities that I think at any other school you really wouldn't yeah. get. Like yeah. now hearing from you, like how many places you've gotten to be on yeah, campus yeah, I, is awesome. It, and that's the nice thing about it being so small. It being so small, you once you build good relationships with people, the opportunities just present themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's also another thing why I think it's 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 good to say hello to everyone. Yeah. Because it puts your face like it's like it's like a resume without actually having to have a, res- like a resume. Absolutely. You know, your you cover letter is your face. Like, you know, they know you as a good person. Like, he's always this or he's always that or he's, he's always around. Whatever the case is, they know who you are. Yeah. So they don't have any problem, you know, giving you that chance. Like, okay, all right, cool. Boom. We'll mm-hmm. do this. All right. So I, I think uh, that really helps with the opportunities on campus. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know. Not to finish that sentence, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> so going along with uh, things on campus, so um, take me a little bit through your tennis career. <laughs> we, <laughs> Good heck up. Where you want to start? Where Where you want to start from? So coming to Weber, starting off playing tennis. How uh, you went through the seasons? Okay, well, um, coming to Weber, like I said, I was in West Virginia, and I didn't play that year. I registered that year. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a little hiccups in, in NCAA. Um, so I didn't play, but I got four years back. Like I said, it was just a little hiccup. Yeah. But they already made a decision, so I they were like, okay, well, cool, we'll give you that year back. Yeah. Uh, came to Weber, this NAI, I played my sophomore and junior year. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing to brag about. I'm crazy. Um, senior year didn't play, and the COVID happened. Yeah. Uh, but I've been playing tennis for uh, quite a long time. Uh, you won't like if you let other people on campus tell you, you know, I'm a football player. I was gonna say the first, I was actually talking to uh, Krista Hoyt, shout out. Uh, (laughs) I was talking to her today and I was like talking about the first time we met you because I mentioned that I was gonna have you on the podcast, so we were kind of exchanging stories. And I think the first time I met you was in the union, I asked if you were a football player. Yeah, like (laughs) like, nope, tennis. Every like, I missed Weber too, you know, he was like, um, let me guess, you play tennis. 
And I was like so surprised. I was like, yeah, how, how did you know? I'm like, <laughs> was he just taking a wild he was, guess? He was, he, no, he was he was just being, you know, just cracking jokes. Not, I, I didn't know. I didn't know who he like my freshman, uh, freshman or sophomore year. Yeah. Here, uh, I didn't know that you know he was such a lively person. So I didn't mm-hmm. expect that joke. So I just figured he knew, like he heard about me, he saw me on campus, and he just you know knew about it. Yeah. Because he was joking around. So I was like, yeah, how did you know? I was so serious. And he's like. Are you kidding? I'm. I, I was playing. I was like, oh no, no, I'm. I'm being for real. I, I play tennis. So, and that's that's like everyone basketball, uh, football, um, yep. even lacrosse. At one point, I think someone was like, are you playing lacrosse? Yeah, I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I I even coach a sport. I coach a sport like what four years now. Mm-hmm. Like I used to. Well, I don't coach it anymore. Like, I don't know, there's no one to coach. Uh, but like when I'm back home, you know, I do little sessions and stuff. And I'm really big on paying it forward, if that if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I got out here, and I saw what was required of me. Mm-hmm. Whether I did it or not, that's a different story. But <laughs> I saw the, the level of expectation in terms of, like, the tennis player. And Cutshaw was, he, he gave, he really did give me a shot because most coaches won't like big guy he's not gonna move that well on court and what's not and coach i was like yeah i have no problem so he's really he's really a nice person no matter, despite whatever happened you know when he left i don't really know the the whole story behind it but when that whatever happened you know it happened but other than he he honestly gave me an opportunity that i can say no to and when i came up and i saw what was like what is expected of everyone like, every time i went back home any kids that were going to college or whatever, I would, you know, I would give them pointers, mm-hmm. help them and whatever, you know, basically prep them for coming. Yeah. And that's, that, that was like just something I, you know, tennis. And that's why, I, that's why I really found a love of like coaching. That's why I love, yeah. like if I, if the team is to ever come back, you know, I would love to be a part of that. Not, mm-hmm. not playing wise, because I think I've gone past that in my life, but coaching wise, you know, have you ever gone into doing like private lessons as well? Yeah, I've done it before. It's just like it's it's private lessons, but I I don't charge. I didn't charge because like I'm not like just, you're just ooh, passionate about I'm, it. Not, exactly, I'm not like this. Ooh, like it's like softball for you. Like if someone yeah. asks you for help, you're gonna go and help because like you want them to be better too. Yeah, you know? just exactly. Be, just just because you love the sport and more people in the sport gives more awareness to the sport. Mm-hmm. And it's just that that type of thing. So it's just like when whenever someone asks me, when when we did have a team, I would. Be on the sidelines, yeah. Talking to my, my my teammates, they want my players. They're my teammates. I tell them like, hey, this such and such will do. You know, this is how we're gonna do it. Or oh, I see this is what's happening, and and that's where the love for coaching came from. Yeah. That whole experience. So what so, kind of sparked your uh, love of tennis? Like, when did you start? I started when I was twelve. You know, and I started because my brother was playing, mm-hmm. and you know, you know that that I easy. Seeing your older exactly. sibling, he's, yeah, he's playing, yeah. and I, I want to do it too. I want to go too. I don't see why not. Yeah. And I was, I was never like a small kid. I was always a bigger child. Like, mm-hmm. I was always on the big end. So, you know, seeing him play, and then I watched tennis. When he watched, and it's just like, for example, if he played football, you y'all call it soccer, but we call it football back home. If he played football, I'm pretty sure I'd have been in football. Mm-hmm. You know, if he played basketball. I'm pretty sure I've been in basketball. Like I love the sport of basketball. I wish I played basketball. Yeah. To be honest, right about now, 
I think I wish I played basketball instead, but still. <laughs> um, but that, it started. It started there because he started playing tennis. How much older is your brother? Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to not give out no ages. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Five years older than Oh, okay, I gotcha. Five, yeah, five, six, yeah. Five, seven. Well, because I have an older sister that's uh, four years older than me, and when she went to college for music, and like she sings opera, that kind of stuff, right. and so I thought I was gonna go into doing that. Um, I ended up finding my love for sports. For, exactly. Um, but of course, you know, you still want to follow in your older yeah, siblings, and that's that's the thing. Like it's it's I think it's like well, even when you're smaller, coming up, it's the same thing. It's like it's something you do with someone else. Yeah. And at a young age, like, there are not many kids that would be like, oh, well, you know, you're doing this and I want to do this. There, there are, there are the few, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the family, or for example, if like when you, let's say you come from a not as fortunate family and, and you're older, is playing this sport, it's just cheaper because now you can pass down things. Yeah. So, for example, for softball, if you just see old softball is really expensive. Exactly, <laughs> my sister um, did not play softball. Um, exactly. So, but if she did, you probably would have been using the older stuff that she was using oh, yeah. until you got to the point where, like, okay, I like this. I'm very particular about what I use, mm-hmm. so I want this now, not what you had. Yeah. So most of the time, it's like that. The basketball, it's a basketball. You buy a basketball, and all the kids play with it. Yeah. Uh, you come in tennis now, and tennis with me, I didn't get my very own set of rackets until later in my career. Yeah. I always used like uh hand me downs. Well it is not it's nothing to say, well oh you know, we couldn't afford it. It's just like it's more of it's easier. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but I, I know exactly like Exactly it's just in terms of I know especially for softball, like my glove is my hand and like the bat is an extension of my exactly. hand. So it's like there's a certain feeling about having your own exactly. and it's an extension of yourself. Right. When you when you get to that point where you very you can become like this this is what I like. Yeah. That's when you start getting and that and that's until that until I got to that point, I was using like other stuff. Like mm-hmm. my mom like I said, I'm not gonna say we're not fortunate we couldn't afford it, but it's just like why would we do all this Why would you pay for a brand new thing? A brand new thing when you, thing when you ha- exactly. And then for my fourteenth birthday, I think my mom bought me a pair of rackets. I like, wow. yeah, yeah. She I knew. Actually, I remember she she was telling me a story. She was like on the plane. She had the backpack on, racket <laughs> sticking up, and she like had to sit like this because you know the yeah, rackets yeah. are right there, so she couldn't lay her head back. It's just you just appreciate That's those very things nice more. Of your mom. Exactly. So um, it wasn't until then when I had my very own. I was like, yeah, I like this. This yeah. is what I like. And we kept going like that, and uh, it was like they were brand new. So um, yeah, it was just. And that's that's really what my my uncle played the sport. Like everyone that I remember played the sport, mm-hmm. so it was like a family thing too. Yeah. So that's just how I really got into it. Like, you know, it was, it was very competitive at times. Uh, and there were times where I let tennis go before my grades, and I had to stop playing. I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna say everyone's. I don't even know if everyone's had that problem, but. I for I'm sure, sure we've all put our sport say, before, but I've had that problem a little too many times, and and it just I dialed it back a little bit and got myself right. But man, that's that's really how I got into the sport because of family. Yeah, that's basically it. So also kind of along the lines of talking about like passion and sports. So now you kind of have a newfound. I don't know if I want to say newfound, but you've got a passion for music. Yeah. So yeah. talk to me about your music career. Man, I don't think it's newfound. I, I've 
Yeah, that's why I started saying newfound. I was like, I don't think it's newfound. Yeah. I think he's loved music for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I was way younger, like six, seven. My my great grandmother before she died, every Sunday, church music. Mm-hmm. I never played the piano or anything. I don't play instruments. Uh, I'm not that gifted. Yeah. But <laughs> I play the triangle. That's what I say. Hey, look. <laughs> you, you do more than I do, okay? Yeah. Um, and the cymbals. Hey, like I said, you do more than I do. I don't do any of that. But I always thought that I've had an ear for music. Mm-hmm. I've always... I would listen to anything. I listen to any and everything. Spanish, French, German, yeah. rap, pop, R&B... I give country a lot of a lot. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can <laughs> well, I say we're, it? we're in Polk County. We kind yeah, of have I, yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Like, I give, con- I give country a hard time. It's okay. I was like that exactly when I came into Polk County, but exactly. four years later, I'm, I'm okay with it now. Right, and that's the same thing. Is like I'm not gonna go out of my way and like, oh, I need to listen to some country. But if it's on, if it's on, I'll listen to it. I, you know, I'm not gonna like knock it. I'll, I'll make a couple jokes. Don't get me wrong. I'll make jokes about <laughs> it. Uh, I'll go out and make jokes about it. But other than that, I listen to everything. And this is from a very young age, like from a, like extremely young. And before I got into actual production and doing music, uh, my uncle, he had a recording. He had a with old my desktop sort of thing, you know, desktops like back in that big square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had those. We had one of those, and um, he had a recording program. And I was ever since I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. But then, always like I said, always had the air for music, so I listened to everything. But I dropped back because I started playing tennis. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that interested in music. I was not like so much so as I am now. I was not into like making anything or or hearing people record or recording people doing any of that stuff. I, yeah. I was just more of like, oh, it's cool. I like this song, and I always I always knew some like something was up because I only need to hear a song maybe once or twice. I know the song. Yeah. Like, I remember words like that mm-hmm. quickly. And I was, because of that, I was good in English. Yeah. Like I had um, a very vivid imagination, and it's just like, <laughs> I had that going for me. Yeah. And as I got older, it was like, this is nice. I just, you would see me more and more. That's why I got better headphones. Yeah. And, and I just listen to music. If I could listen to music, all that would. You know, video games, of course, you know, kids, but um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still like that right now, but it was always music. Yeah. It was always that. It was, I remember I was I was younger and the music I was listening to wasn't for kids. So my mom had a, like, a really <laughs> bad problem. It's like, yeah, you're not supposed to be listening to this. But then yeah. I would listen to like, there was the vulgar ones and then there were the old ones. So like, mm-hmm. you had like Teddy Pendergrass, All Green, and then you have like Phil Collins, which is like a totally different genre. Phil Collins. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm telling you. that name. Exactly, a totally different thing, but it's like back in the older days also. Yeah. So, and then uh, when I was like 18, this is really like really far ages apart. Mm-hmm. But when I got to 18, I was like, oh, this is, I really like, I want to do something music. This is what yeah. I This is where my love is. And I don't really believe in a lot of, um, how you say, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, I, I believe in, you know, the external force. How, how do you say it? It's like, Oh, good. I don't remember, but it's like basically every time I say like, "Oh, music is just a hobby," it's just like I just like listen to it. Every time I say I'm, I'm not, I started doing music, and I was like, "I don't want to do it. Like, I'm not good enough to do this." Every time I said that, and I wanted to stop doing it, something presented itself to like 
show me that hey bro just keep doing this keep seeing, it going seeing that opportunity I'm saying like the, the universe the universe I was university the universe is like putting things together yeah. for me for me to say like just keep doing this I think you make a good point with that because I mean I know I've struggled with that like you know we're both graduating and mm-hmm. so it's like seeing am I ready to do this am I do I have all that information to keep going forward? Exactly, and then you exactly. just keep getting stuff that affirms exactly. what you're And that's, that's exactly it. That's exactly you, it. You keep it's getting like, affirmation and that's from, what you're going to do. From the universe, it's not even like from your friends. It's like, these are, that's the weirdest thing. It's like, it's legit. Not even like someone telling you, hey, just keep doing it. It's it's It's, it's just a random you. thing. Yeah. Like, I remember uh, at... 20 when I was, when I just started back doing music, like, I was like, bro, you're not good at this. I mean, like, at least my exact words, it makes no no sense doing this because you're not good at this. And, like, you know, whatever, it's whatever. And I remember I was at West Virginia. I was 21, actually. I was in West Virginia at the time. And I met this guy. His name was Tristan. Mm-hmm. And I played him something. He's like, but this is actually pretty good. And then what's, what is, not, I said it's not people, but what is weird is that I said I'm not going to do this anymore. And the next, the very next day, I met him. Yeah. And he was the music also, and we had a conversation about it. And it was it was surprising to myself because to see how much knowledge I've gained over the years from just being in it, being around it, yeah. and to be able to have a full blown conversation. That's where it was like, okay, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, just maybe, you might be good at this. You know what you're talking yeah. about. So just taking a shot. It's just it's a random example, but I've had so many of those. And then I remember. Uh, junior year here I was just like I'm not I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm, I'm really I'm not going anywhere with it I'm not doing anything there's nothing big coming from it no correction sophomore year see I random time <laughs> yeah. sophomore year is like I met one of my closest homeboys and I met him through the game mm-hmm. like Playstation and I told him what I was doing and I, I played a couple of things for him and then we formed like a really close bond off of that I went out to Dallas saw him uh, recorded a couple of things and it's just like uh he has his connections that, you know, are available to me once I get to that point. Yeah. Once I get to that level. And that's what I'm saying. Like, every time I said, like, I'm not doing this, something like that happens afterwards. Yeah. So, junior year now, and I was just, like, doubting myself again. I went through this whole slump. You know, COVID happened. No, COVID wasn't it. I went through this whole slump. I was by myself during Thanksgiving. I was like, I'm going to do all this stuff. I didn't get anything. That's out. I was doubting myself again. I think everyone goes to this this stage. Yeah. And um, I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then I met Deja. I was actually just about to bring her yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> I met her, and then it's like, it's like I said, it's weird. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell anyone I was doing music. Uh, maybe like a couple of my friends, uh, Jack from the volleyball team, he was here that year, and a lot of people told her about me, and then they were like. It told me about her also. I was like, hey, go, t- go check out, you know, whatever. You know, she does a little something, something. I didn't know who she was at the time. Yeah. I, I didn't, I knew who, I knew who she was, but I, I didn't know that she did music. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going, no, it wasn't like that. And then I, I, I said, what's up to her? And then we had a conversation. And ever since then, we've been close. Like, we're really oh, yeah. cool. And she's doing like, wonderful she's right doing now. Amazing. She's, she's doing great right now. You know, and at, but you see what I'm saying? Like, at junior time, that time, I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm terrible. And then and the then, opportunity just comes. Exactly. And that's so, what so I'm saying. Like, every time, I, and that's why I, where it comes to my, my belief is, like, if it is for you, then 
whatever it is is going to keep coming back at your doorstep is going to keep knocking on your door because yeah. this is what you're supposed to be doing I feel that's what it was the whole time yeah so junior met Deja we're uh, gonna plug Deja Ben really quick for everybody listening look up D3J on Spotify go. and you can find all of her tracks there mm. she's awesome she's, she's very amazing actually but I listen to her stuff all the time I yeah and, uh, <laughs> it's my girl <laughs> no she's she's brilliant uh when one of the funniest people I know too. Yeah, no, she she's a character. I I think and I think oh, yeah, that's why we, we gel so well because most people try to be this this character that they're not really and she is she is She's very much like you. You guys are very authentic. Like, yeah, she she's one unapologetic. This is who I am. Exactly. You and live you it or you yourself. exactly you like it or you don't. And I think that's why we're we're so cool and that's why I work with her so much. She she just she just herself 100% and you both are very encouraging and motivational Amen. towards other people uh, I think uh, she's one of the best speakers I know too hey, <laughs> I'm sure me. you're a great speaker too hey, no no you'd be surprised <laughs> I cannot do crowds I'm, I'm ter- and that's why I couldn't rap I couldn't do any of this music like on stage stuff I couldn't do it like yeah. the first time she performed I was in the crowd she's fearless she, she went up there and she just she, she killed it I was in the crowd. She's like, you want to come? I was like, huh. I, I'm nervous because I, I don't like, I I found my, like, I, I don't mind being seen and, and being a goof in, in public and whatnot. Yeah. When all attention is on me, it's different. I feel yeah. like, you know, it's weird. I feel like I'm trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. I like, it just, I don't know if it's being humble. I just, I just, I want all the attention to myself. It's, it's fine. Like, I can be here. We can have fun. If you want to be, you know, the just in the room, then fine. Go for it. You know, I'll chime in with you, but I'm not going to be that set of attention. Yeah. I don't like that. And so when she was doing her show at uh, Island Bar and Grill, I think, I don't think it was the first one, but it was the first one I was with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brick, Alex Dermillis, he was on the football team and the lacrosse team. A good friend of mine. Like, we, we do music together. And when that's another story for if we have enough time I'll bring that in but um, she was like you guys want to come on stage I'm like nah I'm not <laughs> I'm good he, he went up like so it's good that one of us went up because if we both said no I don't know how they, I think yeah. she, I think she's still been good to do it but it, at least one of us went yeah. up because I was not going up there yeah and, I um, think there's nothing wrong though with like taking the back seat because I mean you're producing the background track exactly and so and, you and still have your part in the music right and I, 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 that's the next thing I don't like I said I don't want to have I don't brag about anything I don't say I did this or anything I give yeah. her the flowers you know mm-hmm. she does a great job and, and I don't care to be seen that much mm-hmm. I, I like that production so I like being the producer I like doing engineering work yeah. for doing that and, and being on stage and trying to be a hype man and all that stuff yeah it ain't for me so take me a little bit. So like I've seen like your setup and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, so take me a little bit through how you're producing a track. So you've got your whole setup there. Uh, <laughs> so how do you start? You're like, I want to make this background track. No, so it, it doesn't. It it happens like, but it doesn't happen like that all the time. Sometimes if you you meet someone, they want this, then you you go in with go into your your space, your creative space, mm-hmm. with an idea. But most times it's you come in. And it's whatever you're feeling. Yeah. You... Get vibes. <laughs> exactly. And if you... Most studios you go to, they would have something, some creative element, mm-hmm. pictures, lights, whatever. It's creative elements to help inspire your, your mood. And 
you hear a melody here, or you know, like a little thing that you know in your top. If you, I don't play the keyboard, I don't play any sports. So, yeah. but if you did, I'm a saxophonist with any instruments. But if you did, and you have something in your mind, you go out and you lay it down on the keys, mm-hmm. and you go from there, you build around it. Me, my, my ways, I go in, and I, I listen to a couple things, a couple sounds. You know, I like, I like this one. I listen to it, and I see where it's gonna take me, mm-hmm. what I'm feeling from it. If I feel something like super upbeat, up tempo, then I'm going there. That's mm-hmm. the, that's we're going. To, that's where we're gonna go. If I feel something really emotional from it, but I still like it, I may not be in this emotional mood, and that also plays a part in how you make stuff. I might not be in that mood, but because I like how it sounds, I'll make this. So it's it's not not always something that's set. You go in and you just vibe out. Yeah. Most producers like that's how it is. You know, you go in and you stay there for hours. Yeah. I've done that. Like on my off days, I remember I was working. I was a assistant manager at Hibbets, and I'd come home dead tired. I would I work like nine to nine. I come home dead tired, and and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to bed. I'm super tired. I'm exhausted. I'm just gonna take a shower, go to bed, watch TV, and fall asleep watching TV. <laughs> and after my shower, I'll be probably in my towel, sitting at my uh, <laughs> my setup. I had an in home at the point at that time. I sit down at my desk, going through samples and making stuff. Yeah. And most recently, I got a record player, a vinyl record player. Really? So I'm in love with it. Uh, vinyl is so much better than. than <laughs> I bet. When you remaster it, like it's so much different. I did not know until recently when I got it. I have a confession. I've never played anything off of a vinyl record, so hey. I don't. I don't know how that sounds. Hey, tell me on now. Hear me on now. I feel like very much a Gen Z right no. now. <laughs> Hey, I honestly I got the the record player because of because of um sampling. Mm. I like to sample. I, I don't play instruments, so I sample. And sampling is is a, it's a big thing in music and in hip hop and yeah. rap. And it, you sample like when you hear the original song and then how they recreate it, it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I'm I like some tech savvy. But I'm way better with my hands. So I have a, a MK3, which is a drum machine. It's like it helps. Like you use your hands basically to make beats and stuff like that. And uh, Metro Booming is one of the guys I look up to. You know, uh, he samples live samples. You get records, put it on the record player, and you scratch until you hear what you want. And you record it into the MPK, M, uh, MK, and you take from that. You chop it. So taking a piece of a song is called chopping. And you mm-hmm. chop it and you bring it into the machine and you put the, the time stamp that you want to be played mm-hmm. and you play around with it. Yeah. So, and that's why I got like, I'm way better with my hands and it's just like, I got the record player because of that. And it wasn't like, oh, I wanted a record player. But after I heard how clean, my first, my first uh, record was, uh, vinyl was uh, the J. Cole, Forest Hill Drive, old yeah. album. I was like, this sounds nice. I know what it's supposed to sound like. But my second one was Al Green. Mm-hmm. And when I heard how clean it was, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then um, what really what made me fall in love with it was uh, Billy Paul, I think his name was. Uh, me and Mrs. Jones. It's a song. Uh, it was like, I have the the uh, Apple Music version. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I had an expectation. Well, it sounds okay, cool. But when I heard it on vinyl, I was like, this is 
it sounds so full, so clean, so Chris is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And that that's what like made me fall. Now I have a Jimi Hendrix record. Jimi Hendrix, he didn't really sing much. Well, so far from what I'm seeing, he didn't really sing much. Yeah. He was a guitarist. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's like it's clean. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. So that's where you know, that's where that came from. So. So I want to plug you really quick into this. So for anyone that wants to get into music and put oh. their own music, would you like to plug any of your social media so somebody can get in contact with you? I mean, I'm, I'm terrible with social media. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like somebody contact you on Snapchat yeah, if they you, want you, to you produce can, anything? You can. I mean, you can. You see me on campus, you know, you let me know. I'm very open to it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, against anyone coming in. If you, because you learn from everyone and in music, you learn from everyone. You you learn different things. You learn, okay. For example, the styles of people that either rap or sing or whatever. You learn that everyone is different, but then there are similarities in certain sort of people. Mm-hmm. The different ways that they do things. They, yeah. they punch in. They one take. Uh, like my home, my my homeboy uh, Io. We call him A One. Mm-hmm. He's a one take wonder. He comes wow. in. And he just lays everything down. And we work on it from there. Days she punches in. Now, I'm not saying that it... I'm not pointing out for any difference. But I'm just saying that they're different. People have different styles. Yeah. They're all effective. But, so, I, I would work with whoever. You know, just to learn that different things. Like, different sounds. Uh, this pretty different, maybe different ideas come into to, to my creative space. Definitely. So... Anyone that wants so to use anyone something. listening, if they'd like to come and record with Kyle, let them know. You'll see yeah. him on campus everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would actually. Definitely. So um, I'm gonna wrap this up really quick. Okay. So last question: uh, Do you have any advice for anybody? I have a lot of advice for a lot of people. Just, but, just um, anything like anybody in sports. Um, I know we talked about people who are kind of struggling with like self doubt and stuff like that, and finding affirmation. So anything relating to that that you'd like to advise on? I mean, it could be two parts. So I try to, I try to everybody like, hey, this is what that you love, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing comes overnight, you know. Everything that you want, you have to work towards it. You know, you gotta know that. It's gonna to be tough if you if you love it and you want to be great at it. It's gonna to be tough, mm-hmm. you know. There no Kobe Bryant if he wasn't in the, in, the, in the gym shooting a thousand shots a day. He shooting shots before games, yeah. you know. MJ same thing, you know. You got LeBron now. If you love what you do, then you have to put in time for it. You have to. And with the self doubt part, it's like you have to understand that you are here for a reason. Like yes, okay. If you come in as a walk-on or you come in as a scholarship, you come in as a scholarship, you have to remember, like, these people are paying you. Like, they want you here because mm-hmm. they, they see potential. You have to see that potential in yourself and do the necessary things for it. You know what I mean? So, my advice is just, like, like keep your head down and just keep going. Like, this is what you want to do, then, you know, you're going to have to do it. Love that. Yeah. Uh, you 10,000 hours. There you go. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 10,000 hours, you know, you, you get better as you keep doing it. That's that's how I, that's how I see it at least. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for coming on oh, to the thank show. Thank you for having me. Uh, so we've got new podcasts every Monday. Um, you'll hear from me. Well, this podcast will probably be out in like two weeks or so. Amen. 
we got a new rotation going. So um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, so follow us, Weber Athletics, on Instagram and Facebook. On 321, we're going to go Warriors. Ready? Mm. Three, two, one, go Warriors. There you go. <laughs>